Project Excite Sessions, where innovation, technology, and entrepreneurship meet the brightest minds, leaders, and innovators in Colorado, our university ecosystem, and beyond. Good morning and welcome back to Project Excite Sessions. I am Nina Sharma. I'm the Managing Director of Project Excite. And I'm here today with my guest interviewer, Liz Iraqi, who is the Director of Corporate and Industry Engagement. Say hi, Liz. Good morning, everyone. Uh, and our special guest today is Amelia Coomer, who is a junior senior, senior um, in computer science and is the founder and CEO of Booby Butter. Welcome. Thank you. Um, so I want to hear all about, uh, Amelia has some super big news to share, but <laughs> I want to hear all about Booby Butter, how it got started. Um, you have a super interesting take on computer science and how you think everybody <laughs> in the world needs to learn it. Um, so just start talking. Tell us, I guess, about yourself, um, about your time at DU, and then dive into Booby Butter. Sweet. Um, so I've been a computer science major for the last three years. Um, I came to the University of Denver not really knowing what I wanted to do, but knowing, you know, that I wanted to be in business somehow and, um, you know, really interested in the tech field. So I ended up taking my first computer science class, um, second quarter of freshman year, and, and really just fell in love with it. I had never been introduced to computer science, um, and I was like, all right, I want to do this. Um, and I like literally immediately switched my major. And so, you know, that kind of put the business side of things um, to like a halt. Um, and then, you know, as I progressed through computer science, I realized like, how important it was and, and how, you know, people started like really looking at me different. They were like, oh, like you code, like you must be so smart, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, like you just like have to work at it like anything. Um, and so I started um, sort of putting on these uh, programming boot camps to try to introduce um, non-computer science majors to computer science and starting, you know, why don't you build your own website? Whether you're a business major or a history major, everyone can benefit from that. Um, so started doing that and that kind of introduced me to the whole like world of entrepreneurship, one that I could like put on programs um, and it could be, you know, based on something that I was really interested, which at the time was computer science. So I did that for a while, really loved it. Um, and just again, saw that like, you can really do anything if you put your mind to it. Um, you know, whether that was organizing um, you know, a, a community of people, you know, I was the president of the computer science club and I was able to, you know, get all of these, you know, our nerds together and rally around, <laughs> you know, our passion. So, um, did you not have a, a, set, a family of ducks living with you for a while? <laughs> yes. So um, <laughs> for those listening, the acronym for DU computer science club is D-U-C-S, which sounds like ducks. Mm -hmm. And my first interaction with Amelia ever, she was wearing a duck costume and had a pen full of actual baby ducks. And it was amazing. I was like, she's so literal and so funny and a coder. <laughs> Who knew you could be all of those things? Just no dignity, just when it was really no dignity. Um, but yeah, that was, you know, I was like, all right, how do I get people, women um, that have never seen computer science, have no idea what programming is, you know, to at least like let me have this conversation with, about them um, and about it. So. I was like, wow, why don't I just buy a few baby ducks and kind of like connect the acronym to an actual, you know, physical being. And uh, yeah, I was the mama duck and walked around in a large duck costume um, with these little babies trailing behind me, either in a wagon or in a little pool. Um, and it, it just, it worked. It was crazy how, you know, like, kind of like going out of my comfort zone and being like, well, let's just do it, let's try it. Um, you know, like really had um, a great effort. And I think, you know, that year it was probably the, one of the largest, 
years for the DU Computer Science Club, and we just had so many new people, people who had no idea what computer science was, people who had, you know, no idea what programming was, and they were interested, and they, you know, loved all these things. So, yeah, that was definitely an interesting um, year (laughs) for me, and um, really fun. I love animals, so it was neat. I was like, no, Mom, I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing this for computer science, you know. I have three baby ducks in my house. (laughs) Fantastic. Yeah. So when... When did Booby Butter come about and how did it come about? So Booby Butter came about two years ago, maybe about a, you know, a little over a year and a half. Um, and I was looking for something else to do. I wanted, um, I'm really involved you know, with Excite and um, Dynamize, the entrepreneurship club, and I, and I wanted to do something. So I happened to go home um, to California where I'm from and visit one of my high school friends. and. She, you know, all anti-consumerism and stuff, made this, like, breast cell for all the women in her life um, for Christmas and, uh, you know, holidays. And she gave me one, and we had a long conversation about how she was trying to, you know, do something. And um, I took it home, used it, and I was like, whoa. Like, one, I've never put anything on my boobs. And two, like, <laughs> like whoa. And so I was like, let's do this. And the first thing that came to my mind was booby butter. Like, why don't we call it booby butter? It looked like butter. You know, it smelled... Um, like a bakery on your chest and so I immediately went and bought the domain and started working on a website and that you know kind of came in for the computer science thing if you know I didn't have that background I don't know if I would have been as confident just like really going for it so um, we were both on the same page we were like let's do this you know like we're juniors in college like why don't we do this Um, so started you know making the product developing um, our actual formula and testing it out in the community of women that we were surrounded by she was going to um, the university of um, like art and design in georgia and so she had a really large community of women that were so about this um and i had a really large community of just you know other humans too so we you know tested it really got our mvp and and figured out what women liked what they didn't like um and kind of went from there that is so cool so (laughs) where where is it going now um so you know, after it kind of being like a Etsy product for a little bit, you know, I had just bigger visions of it really, you know, changing people's lives in one way or another. Um, so what's the premise behind it? Because there is a whole, mm-hmm. like you get a box in the mm-hmm. mail. But yes. What's, what's the whole sort of story behind why Why would I buy it? Mm-hmm. So um, what we have come to now um, over these two years is Booby Butter is a subscription box for women to take charge of their breast health. So we encourage early detection through monthly self-breast exams and um, promoting those, educating women behind how they do them, what they're looking for, um, and why they should be doing them. For women under 40, there's little to no resources for them to take you know control of their breast health or even really know what that means um you know everyone knows about susan g komen and the pink ribbons and the races and stuff but when it comes to you know how do i protect myself what's my individual risk there's no awareness out there about it and even you know further than that there's no action women aren't you know doing anything my mom has personally raised probably twenty thousand dollars for these races and for women in her life that have been diagnosed but you know she doesn't know what you know dense breast tissue means or you know what her risk is or even though she doesn't have anyone in her family she still has a 12.5 percent chance of getting it Um, and that only increases as you age so um, I really was just fueled you know sort of by this research and the fact that there's this huge market gap here and you know women aren't doing anything so um, we you know figured the best way to encourage this habit would be a subscription box and you know those are so popular right now so we were like well you know why wouldn't you have a subscription box for your boobs and you know that's kind of how it started (laughs) (laughs) so Amelia talk to us a little bit about co-founding a company with someone in another state and how is how that's working both with personalities as well as challenges of not Mm -hmm. being in the same proximity Woo! well it was you know definitely difficult Um, me and her have been friends for you know since high school she's been one of the 
few people that I actually keep in contact with. So um, I think that kind of brought on challenges of itself um, because we have a different relationship rather than a professional relationship. We were friends. So, um, you know, at first we were so, you know, we were both really enthusiastic about it. And, you know, school kind of came to the side. We were like, oh, but, you know, we have to send out these 30 orders. Like, why would we, you know, finish our essay? Um, And, you know, as time kind of evolved, it got harder to, you know, one, be on the same time zone. So I would be up at seven in the morning and and it would be, you know, already like 11, you know, where she was. And so she would be in class and, you know, lots of times we just kind of like couldn't find that, you know, place or area or time to meet. And um, so I think communication was kind of the hardest thing because, um, you know, she was doing her thing. She was surrounded by her community of people that were like telling her to do it this way Mm -hmm. and, you know, engaged in that sort of way. And then I was here, um, you know, doing the exact same thing, but, you know, half a country apart. So it definitely brought on some challenges. Um, And, you know, when things kind of got rough, it, you know, it got personal, you know, maybe rather than if we had just founded this company based on the fact that like, we didn't know each other, but we were really passionate about the movement. Um, so, you know, we actually ended our professional relationship. She, you know, needed to focus on school and and had, you know, a lot of passions that she was already doing beforehand. Um, and one of the biggest things for us was that we wanted to, you know, maintain this friendship. Just because we couldn't have a professional relationship doesn't mean we can't keep our friendship. And so um, it was really amazing to, like, have both of us, you know, so strongly believe in that, that, you know, when it came to the point that we separate, you know, that wasn't even, like, a conversation. It wasn't like we were, you know, trying to, like, dig deep in, you know, hurt the other person because, you know, we both know each other's like deepest weaknesses. So um, it was difficult, but I think it brought on an experience that um, I couldn't, you know, ask for in any other way and I would never take back. That's awesome. (laughs) So shifting just a little bit, um, you entered the Startup Weekend for Women. Mm -hmm. I can't remember the official name, but Mm -hmm. it was a Techstars Startup Weekend focused solely on women-founded companies or women women founded ideas. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that experience and then what happened next. <laughs> um, so that was really awesome. You know, we had done startup weekends before um, and, you know, one of the questions that we were asked, like, when we got there was like, oh, but if you already have this company, why would you, you know, want to, you know, start a new one or something? And that was kind of at the point that we didn't know we, you know, couldn't do booby butter. Um, but you know, our biggest thing about it was that we just wanted to be in a community of really, you know, inspiring women that were all passionate about building something bigger than themselves. You know, it's really easy to, you know, check how many likes you have on Instagram and stuff, but like trying to create something like other than a child, you know, like really, you know, it is the type of community I wanted to be surrounded by. Um, so that was, you know, really our main goal. So we get there, we learn we can't do booby butter for obvious reasons. Um, right, because you have to have a new idea. Exactly. You know, it just it's just fair. Um, so we were like, okay, what can we do? Um, and my co-founder at the time was like, ooh, like, let's do the vegan lube that we were talking about. And then I was like, well, you know, okay. Um, and then we were like, oh, you know, threw out a couple of other ideas. And then we were like, wait, we've been trying to develop this app. Um, if people don't want to subscribe to this um, box, totally understandable. But like, we still want to promote a way for them to track and record their changes, to educate themselves and to know how to do it. So we were like, let's pitch this app idea. Um, so get up on stage, 30 seconds, pitch the idea. Um, I sort of pitched it as like a Snapchat filter for your boobs. So um, you can, you know, track and record changes, you know, through like machine learning and AI and stuff. And I think that's where really got people hooked. And then we developed a team um, of women One of them um, is an engineer at CU. She's in a graduate program, and she actually um, did a research project on uh, breast health and um, detecting dense breast tissue. So it was just, like, so crazy, you know, how, one, she had already had this experience, and 
um, that was kind of our another big problem that you know me and my co-founder face it was just us two and that's a lot of work to do on our own especially when it comes to like you know the other sort of smaller tedious things like applying the stuff while you're running the business so um, she wanted to join another uh, woman um, was a UX and UI designer um, another woman was a um, she spent 10 years in the Navy and really just like sort of had the strategy down and um, she worked on PR and marketing um, and then we also met um, a young woman who um, joined on the second day but she is 18 years old she's been working in Silicon Valley since she was 16 and she's like literally a prodigy it's it's insane so awesome. yeah it was just so neat how all of a sudden all these women you know kind of rallied behind like the thing that we were so passionate about um and yeah we spent the next 54 hours working on this idea working on you know wireframes how this could work um you know and ended up developing an IoT device to kind of like finish this habit loop thing that we were trying to create um, and it was just really an awesome experience. And then? <laughs> and then, <laughs> you know, at the end of the 54 hours, we come together and we pitch um, in front of a group of judges. One of them was the co-founder of, or co-CEO of Techstars, um, and, you know, a few other women and, and men that have made an impact in the community. And, uh, you know, above everything else, we freaking won. And it was, it was insane. Yeah, it was so crazy. Like, um, you know, just like, so many women like you know we were inspired by their ideas and what they were doing and then to like be like you know we really believe in this one too and everyone was so supportive it wasn't like oh you know like they won blah blah, blah. um but it, it was awesome and then turns out the prize ends up being um they send one of us to paris so <laughs> because i pitched <laughs> the idea um they sent me to paris and um just to show that you know like our team of you know, these six women that we just met, you know, 54 hours before were so committed, they all went to. And so, so cool. everyone bought a ticket, everyone but one, because she had a, you know, really important final, bought a ticket. And uh, we all went to Paris to go compete in the Global Women's Startup Weekend competition, um, which was a competition against 22 other teams in um, 15 other countries. So it, that might be the opposite way around, but. No, I think that was right, yeah. 22 teams from 15 countries. <laughs> what did so you observe cool. about being part of that experience, you know, with global entrepreneurs versus doing things that are here locally? It was just so cool. Like I couldn't imagine another situation where I would have had an opportunity to meet these women, like from so many different countries around the world. Um, and again, all passionate about doing something bigger than themselves. And. Um, you know, we're really lucky to live where we are, but some of these women, like, they were overcoming serious odds and, and you know, serious barriers that, like, they did it. And they were, you know, f actually solving a problem in their community, which was so cool. You know, breast cancer affects everyone, but it was so neat to see, like, how the problems that these women were solving were so specific to, like, the areas they lived in. And, you know, things that we have never heard of. The winner, she's like, the cutest girl in the entire world but she created um it was you know like a iot collar for camels so um a huge problem um she's from algeria was that you know car accidents are caused all the time you know people lives are lost and these camels are killed because they're crossing the street and they don't see them before they you know just wow. totally wipe them out and so you know she decided to create this um actual prototype of a collar that these um camels would wear and it would connect to the um person's phone that's driving the car and it would alert them every time a camel was in the area and like that's you know crazy. so smart so simple but she was really solving a problem that you know no one else would think you know was needed unless you were from there so yeah just like such an amazing experience altogether. Not alone, you know, it was Paris, so. Yeah. And you came in third out yeah, of 22 Yeah, you came companies. in third, yeah. 
which is awesome. Your humility is incredible. I know, right? right? Like, no, it was. Oh, like, by the you way, drag it oh out of God. you, like, and you won, and you came in third. And, like, it's so awesome. No. So you. what's what's the what's that company's name? Um, the one. No, I mean the one that you um, pitched at. Oh, uh, so so, yeah. so um, this app and IoT device is called Norma. Um, our little slogan is "Know You're Normal." Um, obviously, so you can detect something that's not. So you know, we figured Norma was kind of like that. You know, older woman's name. Um, really fits it. the demographic and stuff, and just really cool goes. So that's great. Yeah, that's awesome. So, do you guys have plans to continue? Norma? Oh yeah, oh yeah. We actually just won. Um, our probably soon to be CEO just won um, a competition um, for like the women's prize in Boulder and and we won a substantial amount of money so that'll help with kind of legal fees and you know really we're all so committed and it yeah it's just like really inspiring how you know passionate these women are about you know something that like we actually believe we can change and we can solve this problem so absolutely are continuing with it and I'm so excited to you know learn more about the team and you know build this thing together. So, so Amelia, on that note, you are a senior. Mm-hmm. You're in your final months of school, mm-hmm. which is um, exciting, but sad for us because we love having you around. But you what are your? Fall or no? I do graduate fall. fall okay. Yeah. Oh, the fall. Yeah. One more quarter. One awesome. more quarter. Okay, good. <laughs> but you know, long term, where do you? What do you see happening after graduation? Hmm. Well, I have no intention of getting a job. <laughs> I, I, you know, I did the whole yeah eight to five thing, and that just really crushed my soul. So, you know, as naive as that might sound, I really, really believe in you know not only Blue Butter but Norma, um, especially since um, we're you have such an incredible team. I think that if if we were ever able to do this, if there's ever you know potential of this actually happening, it's now. So, um, I am ready to you know devote everything um, to both these companies and I've you know been devoting time to Blue Butter but you know really stepping it up and um, devoting it to the you know the team and um, the app and, and the problem we're solving so yeah I, I hope to continue you know when I do graduate if we don't you know aren't a billion dollar company by then um, you know I'll probably get a part-time job and and you know really continue with this vision and um, you know see where it goes give it I, I've while we haven't, you know, earned, you know, a million dollars in revenue, like I have learned some of the most incredible lessons, life lessons and business lessons that I could, I would never take back. Um, so every day I'm learning and every year, you know, I'm learning and I, I wouldn't trade that for the world. So. That is awesome. <laughs> you think you'll stay here in Colorado? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay, this place good. is freaking awesome. <laughs> I love it. Good. We don't want to lose your, your talent <laughs> and your enthusiasm. Um, this is awesome. Thank you so much for spending time with us, for sharing Thank your whole you. story. And yeah, we will, uh, we just like to see where you go. Yay. Awesome. <laughs> Booby bar. <laughs> Thank you. Project Excite Sessions is recorded on the University of Denver campus and is produced with our partner, Tech Studios at the Cable Center. To learn more about Project Excite and to listen to all of our episodes of Excite Sessions, visit projectexcite.org.